Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to Believe in Betting, a Sports Garden Network production. We are your source for sports entertainment and credible sports intelligence. And now, here's your host, Tom Barton. Guys, welcome back to another episode of the I am Tom Barton. Guys, we want to hear from you all the time. We want to always interact with you guys. So go check it out at sportsgarten.com, sportsgarden, G A R T E N, over at Facebook, over at Twitter. Hashtag SGN is what you want to do. Guys, sportsgarden.com is doing a lot of interesting things. We want to go check out our weekly show. It's Wanna Bet Weekend Edition every single week on over 100 stations across America. So we are rocking and rolling. Today, we're going to talk about the NBA draft and how to bet the NBA draft. You know, so many people really overlook these. I guess you could call them almost niche type of uh, situations in sports. When you're talking about certain situations, there are, are the novice sports better is going to overlook something like this. Even the experienced sports better in a lot of areas can't seem to find the value that they want and they'll overlook it. And that gives us a great opportunity for us, us guys that are in the know to kind of jump on the situation because there's not a lot of, not a lot of draft capital here or not a lot of betting capital here in the draft, and we've seen this happen. We watched this happen with the NFL draft, and the numbers move consistently. The m- numbers are all over the place. You know, I don't liken it exactly to WWE, but it's got a very WWE scripted kind of scenario. You watch a guy jump in odds and move all over, and and it's not because people don't know stuff. I mean, right now, the Orlando Magic know who they're going to take. You know, Oklahoma City, they they kind of realize who they're going to go with. You can start to be informed in the leagues, and there's more than just one guy that sort of knows. So the numbers are moving not only because of the perceived reality of what is going on, but because of, well, you know what? Money's coming in on here. Money's coming in on there. But there's a lot of people in the know. So it gets a little tricky when you are betting things like the NBA draft or any draft situation. It's very much similar to when I talk about Super Bowl prop plays or championship prop plays. You know, if you haven't been playing prop plays all season long, you're likely to overreact. We're likely to see money come in uh, in situations where us regular prop play players are looking at it and just saying, yeah, I, I, I don't know. You know, I don't I don't know about that or I don't like that or I'm not sure about that because we are so used to playing prop plays and we're so involved with prop plays that the numbers are going to be skewed one way or the other. So let's get into the NBA draft here. We'll look at the first round. I'll give you the draft order and then we'll get into some betting odds and who I believe is going to go where. So Orlando is on the clock right now. The Orlando Magic, worst record in the league. They're number one. Oklahoma City comes in at two. Houston at three. Sacramento, four. Detroit, five. Indiana, six. Portland, seven. New Orleans on the trade from the Los Angeles Lakers is eight. San Antonio, Washington, New York, nine, 10, 11. Now at 12, the Oklahoma City Thunder come in from a trade from the Clippers. So Oklahoma City has the two and 12. They absolutely are going to have a huge draft here. As far as, look, they may not make the right picks, but as far as their history, look, they have to kind of do the right thing here. Then Charlotte, Cleveland, and Charlotte again. So Charlotte has the 13th and 15th because they got that from New Orleans. So Charlotte has 13 and 15. That's pretty big. 16 goes to Atlanta. Houston has 17 in a trade from Brooklyn. So Houston as well 
Houston's looking at 3 and 17. Chicago, Minnesota, then San Antonio at 20 from Toronto. And you start to look at Denver, Memphis coming from Utah. Memphis isn't that far down at 22. Milwaukee, Philadelphia, or Philadelphia, Milwaukee, San Antonio again. So San Antonio is 20 and 25 because of that trade from Boston. Dallas, Miami, Golden State, Memphis, OKC from Phoenix again. So OKC, guys, has three picks in the first round. OKC is sitting here at two. OKC is 12, and OKC is 30. They can completely and utterly reinvent their team very, very quickly. Very, very quickly. And I know the consensus thought about the draft generally is that a lot of people aren't, um, don't believe you could find that superstar outside of the top two or three guys. But teams need more than just superstars. You got to try to find starters. If the Magic leave this draft, now they got the number two pick, you want them to land a superstar there. You think that they're going to hit that, that big time guy. But if the Orlando Magic leave this draft without a number one superstar, or the Oklahoma City Thunder leave this draft without a superstar, but they get a consistent starter for the next four or five years. And in OKC's case, they could have three starters. Maybe not their superstar, but they get three consistent starters. Guys, that's a successful draft. I mean, that's a successful draft. So let's take a look here at some of the odds because the odds have been bouncing up and down. Let me give you the odds and then we'll talk about them, okay? Uh, Jamari Smith Jr. is still favored to go number one overall, but his numbers has come down real a real lot. He's minus 155 right now. Paolo Banchero, huge movement. We'll talk about that. He's about 2-1, to one, plus 210 in some spots. Chet Holmgren, plus 230. Then it jumps up. Jaden Ivey, 9-1. Nine, nine uh, Shannon Sharp is 10-1. to one. Keegan Murray is 20-1. to one. Uh, You look at A.J. Griffin's 20-1. to one. Johnny Davis is 31. Jalen Duran is 31. So it jumps up real quick. I mean, really what you have is Smith, Benchero, and Holmgren all kind of in the competition for one, one, two, three. That looks like the one, two, three. Then it jumps up huge from plus 230 to nine to one to JD and Ivy. Then you got you know, nine to one, Ivy and Sharp. And then it jumps up to 20 to one. So it doubles up there. And then 30 to one real fast after that. Let's talk about Smith. Okay. Um, you look at Jamari Smith. He's this rare guy that I don't know if I see superstar with him. But I see plenty of all-stars because he can play offense and defense, okay? He has length. He has the athleticism that you're looking for, right? He averaged about 17 points per game, but he also averaged over seven rebounds per game. He is a guy that you look at and you look at as a guy that you go, okay, he, he can play offense and defense. Even if he doesn't, his offense may not be as polished as it once was early on offensively. Well, he's, he's not going to hurt you. He's going to play defense. He also has the lineage, you know, his father was a, a decade long in the NBA. That means something. It does. That means something when you're talking about his inner circle. Well, his inner circle is his father. Sure. He was, on a betting situation, he was almost a five-to-one favorite about two weeks ago, guys. I mean, you know, you look at the Jabari Smith was supposed to be the guy kind of hands down here. As of two weeks ago, a five-to-one favorite. And now he's down to minus 155. You can look at this in two ways. You can say, you know, I think I'm getting a little bit of a value here with Jabari Smith. I think he's a guy that, wow, you know what? I'm glad I didn't take this two weeks ago because if he does go number one, now is the time to jump on it at 155. Or are you saying, uh uh-oh, you know, the numbers are, are leaning towards he's not going to be the number one pick. We watched this in the NFL draft a couple of weeks ago, or a couple of months ago now, and we saw the the movement kind of leads you to that direction. You also have to ask yourself in this position, 
Do you still think that it still continues to fall? We'll answer that question in a moment. Now let's go to the guy that is pushing pushing him and putting some pressure on him. And that's Banchero, right? I mean, Banchero is a, a player that when you watched Duke play this year, you knew he was the guy. Okay, you knew he was the guy. We just talked about it. So we just talked about with Jabari Smith, 17.7.5 rebounds, about, right? Uh, Banchero, 17 points, a little under eight rebounds. I, I mean, that that's the way he is. Now, a guy goes to the Final Four, like Banchero, maybe he's going to get a little bit of hype. Maybe we thought that. But Banchero, you look at this, and he was, you could have got him at 16-1 to 1 a couple of months ago. He was not supposed to be pushing for number one overall. Many people really did look at the situation, and most people looked at this and said, you know, eh, probably go three, maybe four. I know that I spoke to people in the NBA that, that were going, you know, I, I think he's surely in the top five, but he may fall out of that. That was like two months ago. Now, everybody I'm speaking to is saying, yeah, he, he might go one. I mean, he, he might go one. It might push him back up. We are in a situation here where I'm pretty convinced he goes one or two. Chet Holmgren is plus 230. He's another guy that he's his numbers have moved as well, not as extreme as Banchero and not as extreme even as Jabari Smith. And I don't think that Chet Holmgren's really in competition for number one overall. But again, the pedigree is there. He is a seven-footer. Okay, that is getting rarer in the NBA and because of the lesser position that a center kind of has become, but he's a seven footer that can shoot. He's a seven footer that can dribble. He's a seven footer that kind of reminds you of Dirk in a little bit of way, obviously not the shooter of Dirk, but it reminds you of the game of Dirk. Could it remind you of the game of the unicorn? Yeah. Maybe it reminds you of, of him a little bit. Um, could you squint and see some Luca tendencies there? Yeah. Very potentially. But he's also a really good defensive player as well. Luka doesn't play defense, right? And I'm not saying that Holmgren's going to be Luka, but you can start to see that. Hey, he does remind me a little bit of Dirk, but he plays really good defense. Again, here's a guy that if you're taking in the top three, you're going, if he washes out offensively and he just doesn't get it done offensively, he's still a big body inside. He's still a big presence. He's still going to be a run a shot blocker, and he's still going to be able to run the floor and play defense. Yeah, that's important. You know, he's got the 14 points. He's got the 10 rebounds per game. He also averaged about three and a half blocks per game. This is a guy that you find in the right situation. He could really explode in this league. And I think that guys are looking at him in that vein. There are GMs looking at him in that, wow, you know what? I know what his upside can be because I've seen it before. And I've watched this before with guy uh, guys like Dirk and, and potentially Luka, even though he plays better defense than him. Jaden Ivey is 9-1. to one. Look, he's not in contention for number one overall. I'm not laying the 9-1 to one here, but he's a really good player, and he is getting a lot of talk. Every time I talk to somebody in the NBA about the NBA draft um, and the NBA analysts and scouts and everybody else that I have spoken to, everyone mentions Jaden Ivey. I mean, that, that, that's what they're doing. And I think that Jaden Ivey almost has to fall into the right situation, right? Now, he is a fantastic defensive player. And if you've noticed, all of the guys I've mentioned pretty much, uh, you know, look, we're talking about defense. Can Jaden Ivey win a Defensive Player of the Year award in the next five years? I think so. I mean, I think that's how good defensively we're talking about. A Marcus Smart type of impact with him. Can he lift his team up? Can he put his team on the shoulders offensively? Can he be a superstar? No, I don't, I don't know about that. I don't know. But listen, how many superstars do we have in the league? He, to me, profiles as a really good number three, and he could be a two on, on the right team. 
That's a good number to have if you're picking inside the five, top five. And then Sharp comes in. Um, he's a guy that, look, he reclassified. And this season, you know, with Kentucky, he's basically like a swing man. Now, he is a, a, a big guy. He's got good athleticism. He's, he's, he's a lot of coaching. To me, he's a guy that you need that kind of coaching to kind of jump up and make sure, all right, this is the guy we want because of what he brings to the table. So we go here and we say, do you think that odds-wise Jabari Smith is going to continue to fall? Do I jump on Jabari Smith odds-wise right now? I'm looking at the Magic, and I don't know what they're they're thinking. They refuse to talk. They have been tight-lipped in, in the best of ways for the Magic. you got to give them a lot of credit. It's really hard nowadays to keep somebody under wraps like that they have. But the Magic have been really tight-lipped about what they're going to do. I still believe that Jabari Smith is the choice, but I'm getting nervous with the line movement. If you gave me free money today, I'll bet the minus 155. But I'll tell you what, I may wait a couple of days because I might get down to like 140. But I'm buying into Smith. The, the other problem that you have when you're buying in on somebody like this is you have to look at things and you have to go, wait a minute, wait a minute. You know, If I'm buying in on him here and I wait and it comes out and the Magic kind of let their, their hand show, which might happen in the next couple of days, well, now it'll go skyrocketing. So taking Smith at 155, if you believe Smith is going to go number one overall, I believe Smith is going to go number one overall. If you believe that, 155 is kind of a steal right now. He is a guy that... He really could elevate the magic. He could become the guy on the magic. Now, number two, I see a lot of Chet Holmgren. I see a lot of Banchero. It makes a lot of sense for the Thunder to go out there and sit back and take Banchero. He he makes sense. He's climbing up the charts. It makes total, total sense. But Holmgren fits kind of what they do more there. If you watch the magic, um, oh, I'm sorry, if you watch the Thunder over the years here, He's kind of that guy. They like that strong defense. They like the idea that they could put him at a couple of different positions. They can. They, they don't have to move him out of the lineup when you go small, when you go big, or when you're going a running style. So I think Banchero, even though all the stock tells me differently, I think he falls to number three. I know that his number is inflated. I know he's climbing up the dra- uh, charts, and he's just flipping out people. I mean, people in, in this business go, oh, what am I doing? Oh, I could have got him at 16 to 1. I don't think he goes number one. And I wouldn't be surprised if he goes number three to Houston. Um, I don't think it, this is a slight on him at all. I'm not sure I could make heads or tails of why he's jumped up the list so far. But I, if I think if he doesn't go one, he doesn't go two. And I'm, I, I would take a shot at plus money, and you could get plus money right back right now. You get plus money at him at three. That makes a lot of sense. Now, guys like Murray um, and Ivy. They're probably going to both go into the top five. I think uh, the Pistons are a pretty good fit for Ivy. That makes a little bit of sense. You know, Dyson Daniels is a G League player that people are talking about. I don't think he creeps into the top five. He He's a top 10 feel for me, but I don't think somebody kind of goes out there and rolls the dice on him. Top five. I think Sharp can fall. I think Sharp could fall to the end of the top 10, meaning, you know, 8, 9, 10. I think Sharp can certainly uh, go out there and, and fall to that level. Guy, guys, Jalen Duran, the center from Memphis, he could sneak into the top 10. He's a good fit for the Knicks at 11, but he could sneak into the top 10 if you're looking for somebody outside of the top 10 that people aren't really talking about. A.J. Griffin, uh, the freshman from Duke, makes a lot of sense inside the top 15. I think he probably goes 12 or 13 or so. He makes a lot of sense. Another Duke player. 
Mark Williams might go inside the top 15. Those are guys that I'm keeping an eye on because they're from Duke, because it makes a lot of sense um, when you're talking about that. Wendell Moore, probably not a top 15 guy, another junior from Duke, probably not a top 15 guy. He's certainly a first-round talent. I think he sneaks inside the top 25 more than likely. Um, I'm hearing a lot of talk uh, on Jake uh, LaRavia from Wake Forest, the forward. I think he's a first-round guy. I I, I would take some money on him. And you're getting him to go into the first round. You're you're, you're laying very little, minus 115, minus 120. Uh, uh, The other joker, uh, Jogic from Mega Basketball in Serbia. Uh, I think he's a first-round pick. I think somebody takes the shot because of the European success that we've had. So he becomes another first-round pick that I think that you might be able to grab onto as well. You start to get into the late rounds, and you're not getting a lot of value one way or the other. You're not getting a lot of guys that jump off the charts at you. So, you know, to me, look, I won't be making a lot of bets. I'll I'll throw a couple of bets on a couple of guys to go in the first round if I could get the little plus money, like I said, plus 110, even if I'm minus 120. If, If it's right around there, I'm not laying 145 or something like that. But I'll go the, the minus 110, minus 120, even plus 110 more if I can get plus money for two or three guys, like I said, late, a couple of the Duke guys and whatnot, uh, that I could see getting into the top. But everybody wants to talk about the number one pick. I still think Jabari Smith and 155 makes sense. Um, I will not bet on Banchero and Holmgren to go 2-3. I think they go 2-3. I think that 1-2-3, Smith, Banchero, and Holmgren are pretty much set. None of them are falling to four at all. But I just don't see the value there to go take a shot. Um, last thing I want to do uh, real quick before I, I head out of here. I know we all love to talk about past drafts and how it impacts and, and everything else. And um, it is a little fun. Last year, it was Cade Cunningham, who was the overwhelming betting favorite. The year before that, Anthony Edwards wasn't overwhelming until late. Zion Williamson, that was actually a lot close. Look, Zion Williamson betting angle was massive, but I really thought John Morant would have a shot. I talked about it on the air. I would have taken John Morant. Um, I, I still think John Morant was probably the right pick, I would say, but the betting angle didn't say that. Aton, uh, DeAndre Aton, there was not a huge betting market on him. Markel Fultz, that was a weird draft in 2017. There was a couple of guys that could have went there. Ben Simmons, 2016, was pretty known. Carl Anthony Towns, 2015. Andrew Wiggins, Anthony Bennett, Anthony Davis before that. Kyrie, John Wall, Blake Griffin, Derek Rose, Greg Oden, uh, and then you, you keep going. So the betting window for the NBA draft um, is, is certainly something you can make money on, but you got to be very, very careful. And right now, I think a lot of people are kind of forcing the issue and take a couple of shots. You can make a little bit of money. I'm not reading too much into, and that is the topic, and that's the story, into the Banchero move 16 to 1, basically 2 to 1, in about a 13 or 14 day span. It's a massive jump up. I'm trying not to get overreactionary. I'm trying not to read too much into it. I'd still go Jabari. Right now. All right, guys, it's going to do it for me, the NBA draft here on Believe Podcast Network. Go check us out at sportsgarten.com, sportsgarten, G-A-R-T-E-N. We'll be back, and you can bet on that. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.